I've taken a look at Kentucky State's roster for the exhibition game tomorrow, and if there's one thing you need to know about this game, is that it's going to be about the Wildcats and about tuning up. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more, and right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. You can visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be previewing Kentucky's exhibition game with Kentucky State. Uh, I've taken a look at the roster, and you will be shocked to see some of the finds that I have, uh, I've picked up on. This is going to be a tune-up game for the Wildcats. Going to break this one down at length. Also going to discuss Aaron Bradshaw. He is working out in the gym. Could he return sooner rather than later? I'm not sure, but we are going to dive into the latest installment of the Aaron Bradshaw saga. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, please go ahead and subscribe to the show. If you're listening on podcast, I would really appreciate it if you went ahead and subscribed there as well. So let's go ahead and get into it. Kentucky versus Kentucky State. This one going to be happening on November 2nd. We are officially almost to basketball season. Hey, quick question to you guys. Before we actually dive into this, when do you think the Christmas season starts? Leave that in the YouTube comments below or hit me on the socials at LockedOnUK on Twitter. When does the Christmas season start? Does it start now that we've entered November? Does it start right after Thanksgiving? Does it start a few weeks before Christmas is actually here? Does it start back in October? Let me know what you think. When does the Christmas season start? Because I'm having a lot of people tell me to go ahead and put my tree up, um, but I'm not quite sure how I feel about that just yet. So Kentucky State last year. 15 and 13, 11 and 9 in the conference. They lost 127 to 61 to Western Kentucky to open the season last year. So, not a bad team by their standards, but whenever you go and look at what they did against Division I uh, competition here uh, against the Hilltoppers, uh, an opponent that Kentucky frequently plays, uh, this, was, uh, this was a blowout last season. So, you kind of understand immediately off the bat what we're getting into here and why I said what I said in the opener. All due respect to Kentucky State, this is a tune-up game. This is an exhibition game. If they are able to keep this close, I will 100% give them their flowers in the postseason uh, recap, or excuse me, the post-game recap, I should say. But I, I think that this one's going to be about what can Kentucky do in this contest to kind of tune things up for the beginning of the season against New Mexico State. This is a team that does not have a lot of production returning. And when I say that, it's almost an understatement. So last year, they averaged 80 points per game. But according to their website, they have lost their top seven scores from a season ago. And on top of that, they have four players on roster that did anything for them a season ago. So when you go and look at Kentucky State's website, I actually got a little confused initially because they, whenever you go to statistics and you go to the breakdown, you'll see the points per game and you'll see, okay, uh, they don't have their leading score from a year ago. They don't have their second. They don't have their third. And I went all the way down the list, and I got to the eighth guy, and I'm like, okay, he's back. 
But then I realized that it was categorized where the games they actually played, the amount that they contributed didn't really matter. So I just went and looked and I was just like, okay, well, how many players are on this roster period that played a season ago? And it's four. We'll start here with Khalif Crawley Jr., who played in one game, had seven minutes and went one of five from the floor. You have Josh Cross, who averaged 3.2 points per game. You have Brandon Hill, who averaged 5.3. And then you have Tyson Brooks, who also averaged 5.3 points per game. Those are the only players based on their website that played a season ago for Kentucky State and are back for this year. There are 14 players in total on this roster. I don't know what they did. I don't know if they went to the transfer portal. I don't know if they if they ended up getting some different guys that were coming up from the high school ranks. Doesn't really seem to be a lot of freshmen on this team, period. There were not a lot of freshmen or sophomores on this team a season ago either. So I don't know how their roster turnover has worked over the past two years. I just know, based on their website, um, guys that contributed significantly to their scoring a year ago are gone, and they had a lot of players that were averaging somewhere between 12 and 18 points per game. It was impressive what they did last year scoring the basketball. This year may be a little bit different, and again, to go back to that 122nd, 7 to 61 loss to Western Kentucky to open the season, this one may get ugly, I think, possibly for Kentucky State. The final thing I want to note here about the Kentucky State team is that there is not a single player on this roster taller than than six foot eight. So I think that this may end up being similar to Georgetown College in, okay, they don't have a lot of height, but what are they? They're very scrappy. They're very energetic. They really want to go out there and give their all in this game to give Kentucky everything that they've got. I think that they're going to go out there and probably run a little bit. Um, if Kentucky can slow them down, which we're going to get to here later in a second when we're breaking down, okay, what actually matters in this game? They may try some different things. They may try and generate some chaos. But at the end of the day, I don't think there's a single thing on this roster that gives me the indication that they're going to win this one. If they end up winning it, we'll come back and again, we'll give them their flowers. We'll we'll talk about how impressed we were about the different things. And we'll talk about probably uh, how Kentucky's got a long way to go uh, with some adjustments before the season starts or even throughout the beginning of the season. But this is not one that I'm particularly worried about. Kentucky State, all due respect, they don't have a lot of players from a season ago. They have very minimal production from players that are returning. It is what it is. This one, therefore, I think is about Kentucky. So I want to dive into here. What does that mean? What what do we need to see about Kentucky? And what is this game exactly about before you get your season opener against New Mexico State? I think that there are several things that this is about. Before I dive into those, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. You can score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. That is FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. All right, continuing along here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl, hanging out here with you one more time. Really appreciate you making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. If you have any thoughts on this Kentucky State versus Kentucky matchup, I want to go ahead and ask you. 
Leave your thoughts in the YouTube comments below. Sound off. Let me know what you want to want to see in this game. Give me a score prediction. If you feel like it, if you think the Cats are legitimately going to win by 90, drop it in the comments below at Locked on UK. One more time on Twitter. Go check me out over there. You can share your thoughts. Either tag me in a tweet, send me a DM, whatever works for you. I'll be interested to hear your thoughts about this one. Kentucky versus Kentucky State, not necessarily a whole lot going on here on the KSU side of things. So therefore, this one is about Kentucky. And then what do we need to see out of the Wildcats? Well, I think the first thing is this is about DJ Wagner and Justin Edwards getting right. Their first exhibition game, neither of them looked particularly solid offensively. Uh, There are also a couple of issues defensively that we don't have to dive into today. We can talk about rotations another time. I've talked a lot about them recently. Just a a lot of missed assignments, and then that ended to overcommitting, fouls being drawn. Um, You saw that from from different players like Justin Edwards and DJ Wagner throughout the night. So uh, Wagner and Edwards, though, I want to focus on one thing uh, specifically here. Their offensive games, I think, are a little bit different, but they ended up taking similar shots um, at times during the exhibition, and that frustrates me because Justin Edwards, I think, has so much potential to be so much more efficient and so much better than what he has proven himself to be up until this point that I, I want to see him. I want to see him start things off quicker. Like I said, I believe it was on yesterday's show. I want to see Justin Edwards not just have a game where he ends up starting off very slow and then he comes on and he's able to do some really good things in the second half, but statistically it's a poor performance. I want to see him get hot right off the jump. I want to see him knock down a couple of shots, whether they be floaters, transition buckets. He's got a great handle. He's shown some really impressive things in transition so far this year, uh, whether that be in the global jam practices, what have you. Edwards, I want to see him start and finish a game, and have a good outing. Uh, and I, we will see those moments throughout this year. I'm not saying that we're not going to, and I'm not saying he's not capable of it. He's very much so capable of being the best player on this team and being one of the best players in the draft, maybe even the best player in the draft uh, this upcoming year. But I want to see him get right on the offensive end of the floor. He's a great rebounder. I think he's decent at distributing. I think he's got a good handle. He plays solid defense. But you have to get your offensive game right. Don't rush things. Control the game. Control your own game inside of the offensive sets that you're given or the touches that you are given uh, in any given moment. And, the, and then DJ Wagner, hit your open shots, man. He's going to continue to, to do that. He's going to continue to knock down open shots like he did during the Global Jam. He had a really cold night in the exhibition, a lot of straightaway threes that he continued leaving short. I think part of it is his form. I don't think the coaching staff's going to fix that. I quite frankly don't think he cares about fixing it either. So, and that's not a shot at him. I, I just think that he's okay with what he what he's doing uh, offensively. But uh, you've got to hit some of your open shots. And Kentucky didn't do that consistently as a whole uh, a couple of nights ago, and they scored almost 100 points. Uh, Wagner here, I think you can. I think if you're going to take those straightaway shots and those corner looks you got to be able to knock them down with a little bit more consistency. So, DJ Wagner, Justin Edwards, getting right. I also think this game is about controlling the matchup at your own pace. Like I said during the recap of the exhibition against Georgetown College, I sat there and told you, man, Georgetown College really did some weird stuff to kind of take Kentucky out of their own rhythm in their own gym. I think the broadcast pointed that out as well. That was something I noted uh, at several points. It's like, man, it just really feels like Kentucky's getting sped up or slowed down whenever Georgetown College kind of feels like it. And you can expect to see some things like that 
from your freshmen at different points this year. Would hate to see it consistently against Kansas, but you need to go into this game and you need to find your pace. And it does not have to stay the same throughout the entire contest. It certainly won't. But you have to go in there and you have to make sure that the tone and the pace and the rhythm is how you want to play it for a couple of reasons. First of all, I think it gives your team confidence, understanding the fact that they can kind of go in there and they can do things like that because then they're going to turn around and they're going to execute in similar in similar ways against better competition down the line if they're able to have that confidence of like, okay, we can find our identity. We can get ourselves into a rhythm. We can do the thing like the quote from the B-movie, stir it around, get yourself into a rhythm. It's a beautiful thing. I think this team has the ability to dominate on the offensive end of the floor. So finding a rhythm, absolutely in this game. So I think that gives you confidence. And then the second thing I think it does for you, it gives your fans confidence. It gives your fans an opportunity to stay in the matchup. I think far too often last season, did we hear sprinkles of comments online and at different places? I've also heard this from fans I talked to in person at a couple of different neutral site games that Kentucky has an issue every now and then with their atmosphere. And I would love to see early on in the season against games like Miami, I think you would love to see this team be able to kind of start to dictate how the rhythm and pacing of games go, whether that be faster or slower or what have you, because it allows your crowd to get into what you're doing. Even if not, even even if everything's not falling, the crowd's going to be right there. You can feel the tension. You can feel the confidence. It really does help if you are able to kind of make things not as herky-jerky as they were against Georgetown College. The third thing I want to talk about here, and this is involved with pacing, this is about working on your shot selection. Again, not getting rushed, not slowing down too awkwardly. I think the first possession of the game actually ended on a shot clock violation for Kentucky against Georgetown College. Can't have that. You cannot have that against this team heading into your season opener now. After this one, you've got to be able to work on your shot selection. And I... (laughs) This is something that I've talked about so much on this show ad nauseum that I I think people have gotten really sick of it, but there was an article put out by KSR that highlighted this about what Kentucky did in the mid-range. I believe they they shot like like nine or ten different shots from inside the arc, and they hit only like two of them, and it's just extremely inefficient basketball. I think that this team has the capability of hitting those shots at a higher rate, but I would like to see them take them at a lower rate. I believe they took about 24% of their looks in the first, uh, yeah, it's 24% of their looks in the first half were from the mid-range, and then they were very inefficient. In the second half, they took significantly less, and then they were, I shot, they think they shot like 57% from the floor as a whole. You have to be able to control your shot selection a little bit better. This team is very much so capable of being high octane and scoring a lot of points. Your shot selection is going to be a huge part whether or not you can consistently score as highly as they're capable of. And then the final thing, the final thing that this game is about. This is about letting time pass before one of your seven-footers comes back. It's just another day, another scrimmage, where fans can get excited, and they don't have to sit there and worry or complain about when Aaron Bradshaw, when you got on Yenzo, when Zvonimir Ivasic is coming back, although we still probably will be concerned about it. It's just another day where you can try and get more your, more of your affairs in order. And I think one of those players has a, has a shot at coming back maybe earlier than we expect. We got to see some things from Aaron Bradshaw on his Instagram page the other day. 
I want to dive into that in just a second. Before I do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. It's what brings home the trophy. Is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof hacks, uh, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always fi- find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, the part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. All right, wrapping up the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. All right, so we got a little bit of an update here on Aaron Bradshaw, and I just want to say here off the top, is this reflective of his timetable returning from injury? I think the answer to that question is no for the most part, but it does give us a little bit of optimism about where he currently sits in his process. I don't think that this necessarily means, oh, he's going to be back tomorrow. I also don't think that this necessarily means he's going to be back before the Kansas game. I just think that it's definitely a sign of progress, and it's it's something that we need to be positive about here. So Aaron Bradshaw posted on his Instagram story at 1.42 in the morning, and he was at Kentucky basketball's practice gym, putting in the work, uh, giving a peace sign to the camera. He looks he, he looks like he is putting in that work, ready to go. And I think that after you got to see how he was walking around at the Big Blue Madness thing, after how you saw Nienzo was uh, was walking around, we all I think I think Cal said this that he expected Bradshaw back before Nienzo. And man, if he's out here doing this, if he's out here putting in this work at one at 2 a.m. and he's comfortable uh, going full throttle and he's comfortable out there, uh, you know, doing whatever drills or whatever shots he's trying to get up, you would like to expect that, like I said a second ago, he is on pace to return soon. And again, I, I don't know what that timetable looks like. I don't think that this this image here, this post to Instagram alters the timeline I'm just saying maybe it gives us a little bit more optimism and a little bit more excitement that hey if if this is if if this is where we're at then you know uh, you would like to expect that he is going to play for the Wildcats this season. I posted this on Rupp Rafters and immediately some of you tried to shoot it down and said, "Oh, well he's getting ready for the NBA with his workout." Y'all, you know, have a little optimism about Bradshaw whenever he plays. Like, come on, can we do that for a second, please? Um some of you were, some of you were very excited about this one. Uh again, this is just optimism. This is just something positive that I wanted to share. I think far too often whenever we talk about the Wildcats, you know, it's always negative or stress or, oh, it could be this or, oh, it could be that or, oh, no, we're not going to be able to to do this because we don't have our seven-footers. Well, actually, you may have a seven-footer back for you pretty early in the season. So we'll keep tabs on it. Again, if you've got any thoughts on it, you can leave it in the YouTube comments below. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is that Kentucky podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow 
for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day and God bless. Thank you.